I've been catching a lot of the Steve Austin podcast, the the Broken Skull um, recordings, I believe it's called. A lot of the videos, you know, from uh, the recordings of the podcast have been popping up on like Facebook and on Instagram. And I love Steve Austin. I've been a fan of, you know, Stone Cold since, you know, the 90s when I was into wrestling. You know, I followed, you know, his career throughout his entire you know, run with the WWE and the WWF. You know, it's still WWF to me. But um, what I want to talk about now is the fact that not only, you know, is Steve Austin still somebody who whose name holds a lot of weight when it comes to the idea that he can start, you know, a podcast like that and have it grow to what it is as quickly as it did. But he also has a pretty, a pretty out there acting career. You know what I mean? Like you have some, some people like the, the rock who has become such a great actor and made a lucrative, you know, run in the acting world. You've got, uh, you can go as far back as like Hulk Hogan, who has some crazy friggin' movies under his belt. You know, I talked about one of them in a previous entry, Suburban Commando. You know, he played a bad guy, I think, in like a Three Ninjas movie. You know what I mean? And then you could even talk about like Rowdy Piper, who biggest, the biggest movie role, I believe he has more than one, but his biggest movie role is the film They Live which is such a, you know, great concept and has one of the greatest movie lines in history. You know, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. Like, that's a that's history right there. That's movie history right there. So, we're now leading into an era where a lot of wrestlers are kind of getting up there. And, you know, back in the day, it wasn't too many. You know, like I said, Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, you know... Uh, if you wanted like a cameo from a wrestler, you'd get that every so often. But when they actually came to starring roles, you know, The Rock, Steve Austin, they kind of like really kickstarted a lot of that for like the year, like the the, the year two thousand and on. Uh, especially from where they came from, being just like you know, um, side characters, you know, characters that didn't really you know, play too big of a role in the overall film. You know, like, The Rock's first role was he was in The Scorpion King, uh, the the third entry of the Mummy films. And he and then it was so good that they made a Scorpion King film, but, like, in The Mummy, he was a bad guy, and then in The Scorpion King film, he was a good guy. So it was kind of weird, that contrast, in a way. But, again, it was just his up-and-coming role, and then that led into so many other... Uh, films for him and he became such a big name now in films he has so many great films under his belt and so many like hits and misses you know Steve Austin is kind of you know right up there and it goes back all the way to 2005 and he did um a he played one of the guards in the remake the Adam Sandler remake of The Longest Yard and you know he's a bit of a racist, but he's also a bit of a tough guy. And he plays the role well because he has that t- that Texas accent. He has that heel mentality. It's very much that like when you are playing a role in wrestling, if you're able to translate that into film, it comes off pretty good. And it's probably one of the films that he has the most lines in. I would say, you know, unfortunately to say, but that's kind of what kickstarted it. And then a couple of years later, he gets his first starring role in The Condemned. Now, The Condemned, you know, some people may or may not have liked that film. I was personally a big fan of The Condemned. I'm a big fan of films that, like, kind of follow this pattern. And I think The Condemned was a very modern take on that. It was kind of like, 
how the Truman Show kind of pushed that boundary. This kind of did that to me. It's unfortunate that it wasn't like highly received. You know, I think it has very mixed reviews leading towards positive. But I was a big fan of The Condemned. I thought it was, you know, it's a storyline that's been done a million times. You know, the, uh, the the Japanese version is called Battle Royale. Then there's The Running Man. Then there's The Hunger Games. Like, it's not an, a unique story. It's definitely an overdone story. It's just every concept has its own little twist on how they do it. You know, Battle Royale, it was a bunch of teenage students. Uh, Hunger Games, it's a post-apocalyptic world. You know, uh, The Running Man, it's a television show, but... This is also a television show, but set in a universe where it's it's kind of like crowdfunding in a way, and it's all like prisoners, and it's uh, everybody, it's like every man for themselves, and it's Last Man Standing, and it's Battle Royale. You know, this is kind of the premise that some video games are built on nowadays, you know, Apex Legends, um, Fortnite, you know, those are all Battle Royale styles, and films like this is where they kind of get their inspiration from. Now, The Condemned... It's just a film where he's starring in, but it's not like like his character is the the good guy, even though like he's a convict, but like all the other convicts are like, you know, pretty bad. And it's it's again, it's a great film. I lo- I love The Condemned. I think it's a great it's a great story. I think it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, I'm not going to say it deserves an Oscar, but I'm going to say that it's probably one of the better um films on the Steve Austin Steve Austin roster. So Another film that he comes out with shortly after that is called Damage. So originally I was going to do this entire entry about Damage because it's probably one of the... It's one of the films that kind of lets you know that Steve Austin is the wrestling Steven Seagal. (laughs) And I hate to compare him to Steven Seagal, but it's just like... This was kind of showing you that Steve Austin is just going to do whatever movie he wants doesn't matter if it goes into a theater or not. And that's kind of what Steven Seagal does. Like, Steven Seagal to this day is still making movies. He's in his 50s. He's not the same martial artist that he was in the 80s and 90s. None of these films live up to what you're expecting out of him when you're a fan of things like Out for Justice or any of those films from early Steven Seagal years. Yeah, Steve Austin has kind of already gotten to that point. <laughs> and it's only his second film. <laughs> But Damage is such a, it's such a fun film because it's, like, you don't take it seriously. And here's the funny thing is that it's rated really kind of in the same area as Condemned. So most people who view Condemned as a kind of mediocre film, they view Damage as being on the same level. (laughs) And it's just such a ridiculous film. He, he plays this guy who gets out of prison and he's trying to get these odd jobs so he can make money. And he's trying to make money to pay back like his sister or something. I can't remember the film that well, I haven't watched it in years, but I was going to watch it to do this list, but, but to do this entry. But then I was looking at the list of Steve Austin films and I'm just like, I got to do a whole entry about all his entire filmography because it's just so crazy like with a film like this and then leading up to like right after this film, he kind of got back into wrestling for a little bit. And then he goes and he does the expendables where he just dials back and just is a random bad guy. And you know, again, Steve Austin's a big dude. Steve Austin's a tough dude. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to him picking up some of these roles, it's, it's okay to see him as just like the tough guy, just like a brute, because he's a big dude and he's a tough son of a bitch. So I'm okay with seeing him as these minor roles. But then 
in that same year that he does Expendables, he does this film called Hunt to Kill. Now, Hunt to Kill, I have not seen, because I have also not seen a lot of Steven Seagal bad films. So, Steve Austin's, like, film, like, things that I, I find interest in, it kind of ends at damage. And he's done a lot after damage, and Hunt to Kill is one of them. I don't know what's it about. I think he again. It's it's he's like a a divorced marine who gets caught in like this like scheme, and then he starts hunting people. I I don't know what Hunter Kill is about. It looks really fucking weird. But now we're getting into the area where it really is him turning into Steven Seagal, because then what they do is they do a film called Tactical Force, and not only is that just a mediocre title for a film. But watching Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal, I'm sorry, and now I've compared him so much that I'm confusing the two. So Steve Austin plays this um, uh, this SWAT team leader, and then just watching him in like this riot gear, it just doesn't look natural. So it just looks bad on that, uh, just on that level. And it's got like Michael Jai White in it too. I might actually be forced to watch this because, again, I didn't even know this movie existed. And the fact that it's got, you know, Steve Austin and Michael Jai White in it and it's called Tactical Force. And it just, this sounds like one of the films that you get out of the DVD bin at Walmart. So I just, I feel like, why is Steve Austin doing this? And it's only because, like, that's what he wants to do. He's just at that level of his career, I guess, where he's just doing whatever he wants. So now... That film comes out. And then, shortly after um, uh, Hunt to Kill and Tactical Force, he does Maximum Conviction. So what is Maximum Conviction? Well, Maximum Conviction is Steve Austin <laughs> and Steven Seagal. <laughs> and this is why I decided to kind of compare him, because... This not only is just a random Steven Seagal movie, but he's also dragged Steve Austin into it. And it's just, it's like these black operative, these black ops, um, um, this operation. And there's the two of them and like their, their paths are crossing and they're trying to find out like somebody's identity. And the tagline is maximum security, maximum firepower. <laughs> the name is maximum conviction. Oh my god, like, I just, I, I wish Steve Austin had more opportunities than just being in films like this. And again, this wasn't his first, you know, one, this just led up to it. And that's, again, that's why I'm comparing it to Steven Seagal, because this is just, these are random Steven Seagal films. And it just so happens that Steve Austin is doing the exact same thing. He did another random film with Danny Trecho called Recoil. Where he's a cop turns who turns vigilante after his family's murdered, so it's basically Punisher, I guess. And Danny Tresho is in it. It's just, oh my god! And then, oh, so Maximum Conviction is where you finally see Steve Austin and Steven Seagal do a film together. Then it doesn't stop there. Then he does a film called The Package. So what is the package? The package is him and Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and they're basically these two, like, like crime lord couriers, like, trying to chase down gangsters or something. And it's just... 
I mean, I don't want to like shit on Dolph Lundgren or Steve Austin, but like, this is a film that I just was not like expecting to be a thing. And then I remember, I remember seeing it because I remember saying, "Oh, Dolph Lundgren is making a comeback." What does Dolph Lundgren do? He does Kindergarten Cop two, <laughs> and then this with Steve Austin, and it just sounds bad. Like, like you go to the IMDb IMDb page, you read the description of this film. A courier for a local crime lord must deliver a mysterious package while being chased by a horde of unusual gangsters. And unless, I guess, you watch the trailer, you don't get who the courier is and who the unusual gangster is. Like, how much involvement does Steve Austin and Dolph Lundgren have in it? I don't know. And then here's the tagline. Vengeance delivered. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my god. And I just, th- this film, it's from 2013. So this is at least eight years ago this film comes out. The very last film in the Steve Austin, like, realm of where he's doing films. His last, like, full film that he does is uh, Grown Ups 2. And he plays a side character. And it's not the big, the biggest role in the film, but he he does get into another Adam Sandler film. And I don't know, maybe Adam Sandler will bring him back again, since that's two films he's done for Adam Sandler. But, you know, it's a great film. You know, I love Grown Ups. I love both Grown Ups. I know a lot of people, you know, don't. It's not like up there with people, you know, when it comes to Adam Sandler films. But I love that film. You know, he plays a side character in that, and that's his last film. So Steve Austin's film history only goes for about seven or eight years that he actually is doing movies for. And he doesn't have a lot of things that are, like, memorable, I guess, unless you are looking at, you know, films like The Expendables or The Condemned, which were actually films that, like, went to theaters. And all these other ones are, like like I said, DVD bin films. And, like, it's just upsetting because he's such... He's such a great character, and he and he brings such a great presence onto the screen that maybe he just decided to do these films because he wanted to. Maybe it was just something for him to do. But now he's got the Broken Skull Sessions, and that podcast is just phenomenal. It's great to hear him get like a lot of these wrestlers that you want to hear stories about, like when he gets uh, Undertaker and Randy Orton and Chris Jericho. Those episodes are fantastic. I'm really into that. You know, it's a nice take away from like the Joe Rogan podcast simply because you know Joe Rogan has now has his restrictions so if you do like podcasts and you know you're one of the people that kind of don't get uh the Joe Rogan one anymore which you know how many people don't have Spotify so I'm I'm pretty sure everybody gets him now but you know I don't use Spotify so I get whatever I can from Joe Rogan which a lot of it is just on YouTube which, you know, I'm fine with, but Broken Skull Sessions are is fantastic, and it's right up there, and if you're old 90s fans of the um, of the wrestlers of that era, and even if you're a Steve Austin fan and you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. You know, the clips I've seen, the episodes I've heard, they're great, and I just wanted to dive deep a little bit into the Steve Austin um, filmography, and I'm going to have to, I'm going to say honestly... I'm going to be looking for these films now because I have to watch Tactical Force and The Package. (laughs) Vengeance Delivered, Jesus Christ.